Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. I'm sure there was some drama preceding this. And and I and I can tell I can tell that there's some I don't know I don't know how you'd put it some phenomenal memes to be drawn. I saw a little clip online, and I guess we'll wait we'll wait to get to it when we get to it. But basically, Sam Cedar debated electoral politics with a Jimmy Dore fan. I love that title. It's uh it's it's Hinkle or Himble um Jinkle Dinkle over here. He is a Jimmy Dore fan, isn't he? This is this is the this is the guy who. Showed up on Infrared's debate with Destiny to flex. Literally flex. Not like a cool kind of flex, but literally flex his arms. And then left. And then he said Infrared Rising. I think my my current impression of Hinkle is that he's the human... He's like a human barnacle. And he just attaches himself to people stronger than him. In, a, in an effort to leech clout. And he'll adopt any, like attitudes ideologies language anything you know um to 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 bring that about but anyway we're we're debating sam cedar here about and sam cedar oh, whoa like a well-known boogeyman to these jimmy door types uh because he's um not 40 iq and he's been like remarkably consistent yeah he literally admitted he only does things for clout so there's not much else to get at there um but anyway yeah I, I think, in terms of, like, his actual ideology, I think Hinkle's probably, like, a, probably a fascist, kind of the feel I get. One of those, like, Russia Today type fascists where, like, you know, uh, you, we need to ally with neo-Nazis to get healthcare, but then they don't care that much about healthcare, and they care way more about allying with the neo-Nazis, and they spend all their time attacking people actually on the left. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm on the left, and let me explain to you how leftism is conservatism or something, you know? One one of those real wacky Nazbol types, but hey, Sam Cedar doesn't normally do one and a half hour debates. Let's see how it goes. Oh, I think it was. Um, I got uh, IM'd. We take IMs every day, as you know. I Sam. I got IM'd that a guy named Jackson Hinkle wanted to debate me. Ah, it's Jason Hinkle. Already losing. And so... Hi, we have a, a fairly open door policy here. People can call in at any time. Uh, I suggested that he could call in, or if he wanted to debate me, he could email at majorityreporters at gmail.com or uh, uh, tweet at me. And within an hour after the show was over, that segment was clipped, uh, I think, by, by Jackson. And he wanted to and he said to, to debate and so we set it up uh, oh guys one quick thing before we continue over under on hinkle one day being a um Reuper fuentes stand wouldn't that be fun that that there's like not an not a non-existent chance of that happening one day you know like he cycles through all the other fan bases he can leech off of and he's like you know Reuper nation america for you know i i don't know i, I feel it could work he would actually be the most masculine Groiper. So he, you know, be be like a big fish in a small pond. I say big metaphorically. I think he's like five feet tall. Um, and uh, and since that time, uh, Bradley put up that thing that you just gave me. Um, over that time, he has been very excited to debate those. Those are, I think, from Twitter over the past 
uh, week. Yes, oh, please bring them on. Um, so I want to welcome to the program uh, Jackson Hinkle. Do we have him? Yeah, give me one second here. Let me start my camera. Okay, and so uh, Jackson, thank you for, for coming on uh, today. Uh, I should say also, you were very gracious because um, where can I get him up here on the get him up on the screen? Um, do we have him? I've got a weird thing on my stand. Oh, there we go. Okay, so um, uh, you you sent me an email with 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 some dates, and I've got some like uh, I'm I'm a little jammed up with my kids in the month of February. So I invited you onto the program. Uh, you were very gracious about about coming on, and I appreciate that. Um, and you wanted to, and now is it the case, Bradley, you can take that down. Um, I was told that you are a, a communist. And so I don't know what you got going there. Um, and so uh, I was told that you are a communist and that um, you wanted to come on and you emailed me that you wanted to debate. You, this is what you wrote. Would love to focus the discussion around your support for the squad. I personally believe the squad and progressives and oh, it always comes down to that. That's like the that's like the line for them. It's like how do we how do we get healthcare by hating AOC? The the funny thing is, I don't think I. When was the last time I said anything positive about the squad on my channel? Right. I I actually don't think I ever talk about them. I I I think. I think the most recent time was I defended Ilhan Omar against some accusations of anti-Semitism, but it, I think it's been at minimum half a year. I just don't talk about them that much. I even kind of ribbed AOC for the tax the rich dress thing, and I gave her a lot of shit for her voting neutrally on the Iron Dome funding in, in Congress. Um, so it's... They... they think about the squad non-stop I, 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 yeah i don't know it's just congress are sellouts who have abandoned virtually every aspect of progressive principles over the last couple of years let me know if you'd be down to discuss this and i was a little uh, surprised are you all right can you see the yeah the thing just moved so i gotta fix it okay there you go all right so um so let me just so that your, my audience can can know who you are. You've got a show called The Dive, right? Yes. Yeah. And are you and 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 you are a communist? Yes. I'm a Marxist-Leninist, anti-imperialist, <laughs> and American patriot. Okay. All right. And because um, uh, I was, I have to say, I was a little bit surprised by what you wanted to talk about. The the funniest schism was because Luna is like, when I think of Marxist Lenis, I think of Luna Oi, but Luna Oi fucking hates infrared and Hinkle because they're such open um, chauvinists and um, like a, 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 like nationalists, you know, for, for the West or whatever. Um, it's really, really funny. Uh -huh. As a Marxist Leninist, I guess, but um, because it seems a little bit a little bit focused on electoral politics from my experience with with folks who refer to themselves as communists but 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 if that's what you wanted to do that's fine with me so let's let's just start with the idea of the premise that 
the squad and progressives in Congress, presumably the Democrats, right, um, uh, are sellouts. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that and why I think they're not progressive, because that's... Remember Jackson's only 20, he's a baby. Wait, is he 20? I guess that explains some stuff. I thought he was like 23 or something. I guess that's still pretty young. He's got kind of one of those, like, could be 20, could be 40 kind of faces. You know what I mean? It's the other big thing here is I think that there's three or four major issues I have with them. Number one being that they could have blocked the passage of a large number of must-pass bills, and they chose not to. And if they had chosen to block those, I think they could have, you know, leveraged their power for concessions, policy concessions. Uh, the second thing and is I think that they the have vote. been directly voting for anti-progressive bills and measures. In some cases, they've even introduced these themselves. Um, they've acted at the behest of the Democratic establishment on multiple occasions, giving their own, you know, campaign funds to corporate Democrats. And the fourth thing or the third or fourth thing is basically staying silent and giving Joe Biden uh, support in the face of his pro-war anti-worker agenda. Okay. It's very specific there, his pro-war anti-worker agenda. Actually, hasn't Biden been one of the most anti-war presidents in recent history? Pulling out of Afghanistan and he basically ended the drone war. You can take a look at uh, drone strikes per presidency and it's insane. Nobody talks about this. It's actually arguably the most surprising good thing that he's done i'll look for the data later uh the drone war has been largely curtailed so let me ask you this um because i'm trying to get at i mean i i, I, I we'll get to those the, the specific things but but when you say sellout i mean this is the, the part that i'm not that, that i'm unclear on um you, what do you think they've gotten from this like when you sell out something right i mean you you're what are they getting i think they're getting uh preferential treatment from the democratic establishment i think the democratic establishment is playing softball politics with them rather than going as hard as they could um against the squad i think the media has treated them relatively favorably ever since they have started to act in line and kind of toe the line of the democratic establishment um I mean, they've been able to receive uh, donations and connections with George Soros and George Soros's family <laughs> uh, for not only their campaigns, but associated ventures like the Sunrise Movement. So I think those are just a few of the ways mm, that okay. they have uh, gotten preferential treatment from the Democratic establishment. In it always comes down to the Jews with these guys. What in what way? Because as far as I can tell, like, for instance, AOC, Katie Porter should not exactly uh, on the um, on the uh, 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 in the squad, but I but I imagine you include her in this group. Um, they got 
they got actually the opposite of preferential treatments when it came to committee positions. Committees are the most important thing in terms of exercising power. They literally censured Ilhan Omar. Uh, they attempted to do it. Almost I think I think in some regards they have been attacked, and there is going to be that friction there. But in some ways, in some ways, Sam, in some ways, because you're you're trying to act like there's no ways that they've been at, treated preferentially. Just tell I me. I mean, what? they were invited. They were invited to to, uh, you know, create dialogue with the Biden administration on a whole host of policies and different uh, policy arenas to influence the Biden agenda. They was, I, I love how incapable he is of specifics, man. The, the, Sam Cedar is the worst person to talk to with someone like Hinkle because Sam Cedar pays attention to actual like procedural stuff going on in Washington. When you actually talk with somebody who follows this stuff and all you have is like, well, they, they, they've gotten like a chance to influence agendas. Like, what the f what, what are you? What are you talking about? Um, being being brought like the Justice Dems are like a fairly prominent group within like the Democrats. It makes sense that they would be able to talk with Biden. You know, if you're if you're a Congressperson, you can talk with Biden. I'm pretty sure. Uh, there's usually some kind of interplay there to an extent. It's kind of expected that there's some communication. If you're part of the same party. Although I don't think they've really done that, uh, with the exception of maybe climate change. They've also, uh, I mean, Ilhan Omar, for example, was, uh, why does she the was mic, made whip of the... Why does the mic favor Hinkle so much when this is being recorded from Sam's end? Congressional Progressive Caucus. We also have Ilhan Omar introducing bills that have already passed the House, thanks in part to, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi's support. So there's a lot of ways in which... They Wait, have so, received preferential just, treatment, but what I want to get at is what they Jackson, have supported. On, let me just, let me just, you know, let's just have a dialogue here. You say they get preferential treatment. I'm trying to figure out what it is that they're selled out for. Like, what did they get paid in? And you said preferential treatment from the establishment. I listed things where they got the opposite, but you're telling me that Ilhan Omar, Ilhan Omar is named the whip of the congressional uh, uh, progressive caucus, and they had the opportunity to negotiate with the Biden administration. That's the preferential treatment they got over other members of Congress. Well, I mean, the de facto position for progressives would be for the Democratic establishment to roast them at the stake every single opportunity they get. Because why would that be the default position? Why would it be politically advantageous for the the Democratic establishment? to ostracize voters by performatively excising their more progressive elements. The, the standard thing they would do is hear out the concerns of the progressives and then ignore them. That, that is the most advantageous thing for them to do without changing their policies. Why would they, like, vocally trash them in a way which almost guarantees fewer far-left people are going to vote Democrat next year? Because they're there to directly, supposedly, challenge the Democratic establishment, replace them with people who align with, you know, whatever the squad is, the Justice Democrats were supposed to be. So, yes, I mean, that is the goal here. And it would uh, make sense that the Democratic establishment should be trying to go as hard as they can against them at every single chance they get. And they haven't done that. They've given them preferential treatment to what you would expect from a group of individuals who are supposed to be unseating them.
So you're saying that uh, the Biden administration actually conceded on all of those things as opposed to, I mean, I don't know what you mean by roasting. I don't think they conceded. I, and I don't want to focus too long on this because this isn't the crux of the argument. The crux of the argument, what I emailed you was about your support for the squad when I think that they are not progressive. Okay. But yes, the Biden administration. I'm just trying to, but listen, listen, we're just going back and forth. I have no idea why Sam's mic. I, they they're like they're in a zoom call right this format looks like a zoom call this is being recorded locally from i have no idea what zoom is trash yeah but i've been on zoom i don't normally think you guys have seen plenty of stuff recorded from zoom calls on my end like it doesn't normally well i guess i normally recall record locally oh man do they not record this locally they're recording directly from Zoom, not from the audio that Sam is getting. Oh, no. Okay, we need to talk to Sam Cedar just so we can tell him, like, you can record this locally. He's streaming through OBS, right? Or some similar program. There's no reason to pull this directly off of Zoom. Here. All right, you've made your, your, your assessment. Oh, sorry. Really quickly, by the way. Yeah, here are the, here's the airstrike info. Um going from 2020 the last year of trump's presidency to 2021 um you had about half the afghanistan um drone strikes which kind of makes sense given the tumult of our pullout um iraq dropped to one quarter and then somalia and yemen dropped to like negligible like a huge decrease um relative to what stuff was previously far fewer civilians killed as well um, declared U.S. drone strikes per year. We have, like, the lowest number since 2004 when drone strikes were barely even... or just strikes in general, I guess, declared U.S. strikes. Anyway, yeah, just an interesting thing that, uh... Yeah, just worth noting. ...that they're getting preferential treatment because they're not being roasted by the establishment. And then you're saying that they're getting money from George Soros? Yes. In, 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 in the form of giving it to the Sunrise Movement? No, Ilhan Omar received direct contributions. How much from, from George Soros? She received, let me pull it up here. She received uh, between George Soros, Andrea Soros, and Alex Soros, she received $2,700, $5,600 <laughs> in 2020, and then in 2018, $2,700 respectively. Ooh. Okay. All right. <laughs> 27 dude she can almost afford one uh nvidia geforce 3090 she can almost afford one gpu for her gamer fucking rig oh my god Th from from soros dude ah the the billionaire damn that's like i didn't know the the, the soros you know boost was equivalent to like uh one really like good tts stream or something jesus christ I didn't realize she had received $2,700 in multiple years. Um, and so, so you're, you're, you're contending that they sold out for over $2,700 from George Soros. No, if you listen to anything I just said, I, I named numerous examples in which the squad has been given preferential treatment. And oh, no, to just that, select okay. that one in particular is very disingenuous. No, well, you said Soros. I was just asking in terms of the Soros part. You said Soros was number four, I think. 
Uh, I mean, there's there's more I could go on to list, but again, <laughs> what I want to talk about here, what I want to talk about here, and what you, I said, I said this in GC, but like this is this is like this is like attempting to prove the Jewish question by proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that one Jewish guy voted for Barack Obama in two thousand eight. Like you've got you've got the biggest conspiracy you're trying to prove. Soros is is preferentially favoring favoring the squad because they're not actually opposing the interests of the corporate Dems, and that is like well. He he do he donated like four PS5s worth of money. Four PS5s before the scalpers get to them. You know, you seem to not want to talk about, and I can assume why is your continued support for the squad, who is going along with the Democratic establishment on all these votes they could be blocking to get concessions in return. And in some cases, they're actually directly supporting anti-progressive measures and bills. Okay. And, and I, 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 uh, there is no doubt that they have taken votes that um, I agree that I would disagree with in, in some instances. Some a few or a lot? I mean, uh, a few. Um, How many I, is a few? I'm just curious. I don't have a list of how many votes I don't appreciate that they've taken. Um, well, I mean, don't you think there's a, I'm, I, I just want to nail you down on this because don't you think there's a difference between like, say a few. Nailing Sam. Listen, Sam, you've been very vague and very noncommittal in this conversation thus far. I'm it's getting tired of it, Sam. Got to nail you. I'm sorry. If it feels like I'm lacking like meaningful, substantive political commentary, it's mostly because like Sam's good at what he does and Jason's a clown. So like you know, just have fun with it. It's all good. Two is three, two to three. Don't you think there's a difference between two to three bad votes and say like oh, a fifteen or twenty bad votes? I, 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 how many votes did they take in total? And I'll tell you that I would imagine there's probably twenty-five to thirty percent of their votes that I would have a problem with off the top of my head. I would imagine for consequential policy items, there was probably roughly, there was probably roughly like 60 to 100 consequential policy items that were voted on in this session. Isn't it crazy how these guys accuse people like Sam Cedar of being obsessed with the squad when Sam Cedar is like, I don't know, I don't follow every single thing that they do. They're like, okay, well, you support them in spite. What? Why are you so obsessed with the squad? Here's everything AOC ate for breakfast from March 23rd to November 18th. Would you really think it was necessary for her to buy two croissants at this diner? Like, it's, you know? They, they're they obsessed. They talk about the squad constantly. You can go on Jimmy Dore's channel or, or Hinkle's or whatever. Like, they, they talk about it, the, the squad, I mean, nonstop, you know? I, I barely even think of them. I think it's nice to have people in government who are left-leaning relative to, like, the average Democratic congressman, maybe every once in a while they'll do, like, a cool thing, but they're not the vector for saving America. They're just, like, a... They're just, like, a, a, a nice, positive addition. They're just, like, a preferable alternative to a more conservative, you know? The argument they make is that, like, the, the Justice Dems provide a false hope by faking being progressives, but that's only really an issue. It's not... I don't think it's true, but if it was true... It's only really an issue if you hyper fixate on the squad and think of them as like the only nexus of activism from the left in America, which I, I don't think people do. I, I don't, I don't think they do. 
Congress 2021 so far. There's obviously a lot of procedural and House rules votes that get voted on every single uh, session of Congress. So far, there's been over 400 votes in this session of Congress, but a lot of those, again, are just on amendments to bills that are eventually voted on or just procedural votes. Okay. So uh, you're saying that maybe 20 to 30 out of 60 are bad votes? 30%. I don't know. I mean, well, you just said 20 to 30 votes <laughs> out of potentially 60 to 100 were bad. So is that something that you would necessarily support? I mean, I just don't really understand. Why don't you criticize the squad on all of these things? I've heard you criticize them like once and every so often, but you don't criticize them on I mean, all of these bad votes. And I don't understand how you. He said 20 to 30%. I, th this is like my nightmare conversation because I feel like this would be the point where I'd have no choice but to just make fun of him. Like, what else are you supposed to do at this point? Like, are you aware that the squad voted for things you don't like? Uh, okay. Why don't you condemn them? Um, I don't know, like, I guess it's bad if they do bad things. Why don't you condemn them more? Like, I don't know, dude. I guess I talk about other things sometimes. You plan to hold them accountable if you're not criticizing them. Well, I mean, I do. I mean, I don't know if you watch every one of our shows. Did you do criticize you them? Did you criticize them when AOC funneled $160,000 to DCCC corporate Democrats after promising well, not to? Actually, actually, first of all, she, um, I actually didn't criticize that. Yeah, I was cool with that. Um, AOC's campaign, I think, had extra money at the end of their stuff. Uh, and they, um, they moved the money to support the campaigns of non-justice Dems who are running in close elections against Republicans because having a centrist Democrat is better than having a Republican. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I mean, seems better than just like, I don't know, burning the money. It's, I, yeah, seems fine, you know. Actually, I'll tell you why. Because I think part of the strategy in which they deployed and she said, we should say that she did these in, in incremental ones, right? There was like 2,000 a pop, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, they were 5,000. Okay, 5,000. Um, I think there's value in doing that because I think that what politicians should do, broadly speaking, is go in and try and get legislation that is positive passed. And so if, if, if what positive legislation have they gotten passed by donating to those DCCC candidates? Well, they they uh, the Build Back Better bill passed in the House. Did it pass in the Senate? No, but she didn't give to senators. So what legislation <laughs> has the squad voted for? Um, and it's also passed in the Senate that you think is good and directly resulted them donating five thousand. <laughs> it's like every every attempt he has just falls through. Also, like. With the exception of outliers like Mansion and Cinema, like I think if you take a look at the Build Back Better voting pattern in the Senate, it's pretty clear that having moderate Democrats is still way better than having Republicans in the Senate, right? Like, I think that's pretty obvious, you know? Like, a moderate Democrat is still a, a lot better than a Republican by a really big margin, you know? The difference between a moderate Democrat like just an average middle-of-the-road Democrat and an average middle-of-the-road Republican is several degrees greater than the difference between like a justice Dem and an average Dem. In fact, I would say the difference between Bernie and Biden is almost insignificant compared to the difference between Biden and like, uh, you know, um, 
and uh, 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 like like Cruz or something, you know, the Republican and Democrat parties are like miles, like like so far apart, like like Republicans won't vote for anything Democrats try to put through, uh, at least in the Senate, because it's such like a, a tight, a tight run. Don't you also think, wait, Sam, don't you also think that given that AOC, given, given that AOC specifically said that she was not going to donate to them, that that's a problem that she then went out and donated to them. And this is before that. I think people could take issue with that. And this is before there's even a democratic primary. So there was going to be progressive challengers like Ava Putsova in Arizona's first district. I listen, I think people could take issue with that. So why did you not? We did talk about it. You just told me you didn't talk about it a minute ago. No. No. No, he no, he didn't. Sam said that he thinks it's okay to give the money to those congressmen. Oh, I yes, told... you did. <laughs> I didn't spend as much time emphasizing it apparently as you want me to, but I've just no, made... you just told me a minute ago you didn't talk about it. What do you think about uh, the fact that they voted to subsidize Cobra premiums for six months? I, in fact, um, talked about it with AOC, and I said that was garbage, and she said it was garbage. So you oh. talked about it before she did it or after she did it? After she did it, she came on the show, and I literally said that was a garbage vote, and she said, yes, it's garbage. So did you press her as to why? I'm just curious. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like nothing's enough. Like, well, yeah, sure, did it press her to why? Yeah, I did, okay. Okay, well, did you tell her she's like a stupid bitch? And Sam's like... Yeah, I did actually. And Hinkle's like, "Okay, sure, fine. Well, did you call her like a slur, or did you like, did you like, like dox her on the, or did you, did you like, did you like th threaten her? Did you, did you, yeah, like, yeah." And Sam's like, "No," and J Jason's like, "Well, you should go back and watch it." What, what about what? when she voted to sanction? Uh, yeah, move on. Just Myanmar, move. Cambodia move to the next one. sanctions on Cuba, Venezuela. Uh, a handful of other countries she voted to to sanction in basically the entire global south. Yeah, I'm against I'm against uh, sanctioning in particular in the particular the case of Venezuela. Okay. Um, what about when she refused to speak out against Biden's airstrikes in Syria, Afghanistan, Somalia, or Iraq, many of which killed civilians? I don't re I don't remember I don't remember. Wait, he wants Sam to speak out against AOC not speaking out against any one of the dozens of listed airstrike wait 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 how how many how many how many layers in are we <laughs> you know what how how do you feel about the fact that AOC has never officially condemned the holocaust uh sam your thoughts I said anything about AOC not uh, you didn't I was watching your show at the time I actually what? watch a lot of your show but usually to criticize you what about when she voted to increase the capital police and security budget uh to 1.9 billion dollar increase issue with her specifically but I said that vote was wrong so I don't really care there's a, okay Sam Sam there's one more thing I want to say here because this kind of ties the whole argument together. by the way like just just in case any people who are watching this are maybe um a bit hesitant at the way in which I'm making fun of Hinkle the issue is is that the um the argument that he's making here is a non-starter because it could devastate him because Hinkle doesn't criticize the Republicans if he's actually on the left, Republicans do worse things than Democrats, like very measurably. Um, but if you're to, if you condemn people 
every time they don't condemn a thing, first of all, nobody condemns every bad thing that happens. That's not how we work. But also, like, you could, like, go to anyone's chat, like, hey, like, random political chat, I notice you haven't talked about this issue. Why do you refuse to call them out? This is the, um, this is the political rhetoric of, I think the medical term is losers and virgins. Um, if you don't have any real, like, way of winning a political disagreement, if you don't have any actual, because if, if Hinkle actually had an argument to be made here, you know what he would say rather than asking a bunch of questions? He would say, I think the coverage or lack thereof you give to the squad paints them in an unreasonably good light, and I think we should be more critical of them, and here's why. That's what he would do, and then you could support that. And that's an argument, by the way, you could defend. There's a real thing to attack and defend there, a real position you could provide points and counterpoints to. Um, but there's no position being made here. It's just asking Sam why he didn't criticize them on this thing that one time like there's there's nothing to actually get into here there's no actual um point here jinkle is wrong aoc signed a letter condemning biden's drone strikes yeah the last time we saw jinkle he was talking with um i think dylan or something was it dylan i think and um he said that ilhan omar like added uh like funding to a bill that was bad and it turns out that it wasn't it was added by another person and Ilhan Omar had nothing to do with it. If you look at the details over stuff like this, like you'll find they're lying about a lot of it. Um, so it's not as though they have a very broad and specific base of knowledge on this stuff. It's just, there's not really a position that's being argued here, you know? It's like a, remember, the only time I ever talked with Hinkle, he came on here to essentially say that the um, Duma chemical weapons attack by Assad was actually a false flag done by the West. But because that wasn't a position he could defend, instead he just asked questions about why this one guy in one of the orgs that looked at the situation after Russia wouldn't let them look at the scene for like two weeks after the bombing had some questions about the way in which things happened. And then he didn't seem to understand that saran gas was heavier than air. So that was fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyway, so in, ca in case anyone's wondering, Hinkle is essentially a lol cow. Um, there's no attempt at argumentation from him. Uh, so there's not really much you can respond. Oh, chlorine gas, not saran gas, sorry. Um, there's not really much you can do with a guy like this, uh, apart from laugh at him, I guess. Saran wrap. Now, if you put saran wrap uh, on your windows, you can't actually prevent chlorine gas from getting in. That's true. That might not be true. Chlorine gas might actually burn through saran. I actually have no idea. Don't take anything I ever say as advice together there's a difference between saying that this vote is wrong and saying that not only is this vote wrong but they could have leveraged the power that they had on these votes because in the case of the capital police and security bill they could have actually blocked the passage of that bill to get concessions in return so why are you not saying that because you've actually why aren't you saying this thing previously previously jackson, you would have said jackson jackson let's have a debate here okay <laughs> You're listing off every single time I haven't criticized AOC over the past. Well, the two question is why? Well, I've made it quite clear. I don't care. You don't Do you care about what? Do you, let me ask you this. I, you the don't care about what? No, 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 no. What don't you care about? What don't you care about? The increase in the Capitol Police, I don't think is that relevant. Why don't you think it's relevant? There was a there was a leak yesterday from Capitol Police that shows that Capitol Police has intelligence units across the country that are creating dossiers on Congress people and their staffers. You don't care about that? 
I think that's a problem. That came out yesterday. Yes. The increase in the Capitol Police. After Would the funding lead to that? An increase in funding? I feel like if, if that apparatus existed before any funding increase, you know? The funny thing is that Hinkle defends the January 6th attack, or I think, does he defend it, or does he just, like, it wasn't that bad it? He does something with it. It's, 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 it's always, if it's not explicit agreement, it's like a, well, it wasn't so bad. Americans had a, yeah, downplay it kind of thing, you know? Is it bad? I agree with Jackson a lot. Shoo, it actually is, yeah. Shoo, you gotta understand, and I'm sorry, and I'm gonna be harsh to you here, okay? Jackson's an idiot, and he's far right. The only reason you agree with him is because you're susceptible to the thin veneer of populist messaging he uses to deliver criticisms of people on the left without providing any substantive... You know this! You've said in my chat that people who do nothing but attack SJWs, uh, but never offer any substantive, like, beliefs besides that, their channel becomes an anti-SJW channel, and their people are going to be, like, reactionary or far-right or conservative or whatever. Like, it's very, like, clear to see this. Okay, but I'm not bonehead, I don't hate squad. Yeah, but shoot, the, the problem is, is like, it's like the red pill on Reddit. Everything good you get from the red pill, the idea of being confident and, like, taking care of yourself, you can get from not weirdo cult things, you know? It's like people who will defend the virtues of really bad systems because there's always some nugget of truth or whatever. Um, but in terms of this, like, what are we, like, what are we talking about here? You know, criticize this, criticize that. You can criticize this stuff without... I, I guess the, the point I'm getting at is, like, every time they bring up a good point, they're doing it to promote a bad message. You know what I mean? Like, ima like, uh, like imagine a Nazi YouTuber who spent their whole channel, like, drawing attention to all the bad financial crimes of, like, the Rockefellers and the Goldsteins, you know, Goldman Sachs and Soros and all that, and they never talk about any other financial crimes, and they never even prescribe any leftist solutions to any of this. They just talk about the times that people with, like, Jewish names did things, you know? And you can look at those videos in a vacuum and go, okay, well, yeah, I agree the Rockefellers were bad guys, right? You know, is bad. Um... But the messaging, I mean, if, if someone were to go, well, I think this channel has some good points, you know, I think you could be suspect of that because they're very clearly not interested in positive economic messaging. They're interested in, um, well, in dog whistling the JQ. After they were overrun, I, you know what? I just don't think it's that big of a deal. What I think is a much bigger deal in my mind was the opportunity to raise millions of children out of poverty which they're not going to be able to do but it, because like you say because they, they let it lapse no they didn't let it lapse the child tax credit they let that lapse and they could have potentially not blocked that from lapsing had they leveraged their vote had they leveraged their vote what are you talking about i'm what? talking about a number of votes do you understand the idea do you understand the idea of force the vote Sam, do you wait hold on i'm sorry shoot Literally all the primaries was pushed to Dems left, vote for Joe, then we can bully him. Where did that go, Lamau? Okay, shoot. The issue is that the vector through which... Shoot. Shoot. Wait, hold on. Wait. Stop. Chat. Stop. Shoot. The point was to move the Democratic Party left by exposing how bad Biden is in terms of his ability to fix the problems in America. And shoot. It worked. Centrist Democrats can't fix the problems in this country. 
what you're looking at right here is the is the is the effect of a positive strategy. But what you do with this then is you try to push people left. You take this energy and this discontent, you push people left. Jinkle pushes people to the right. That's the point. He doesn't criticize the institutions in a way which suggests we need something more than or better than the Democrats as they stand. He exclusively attacks the squad as part of, or as an apparatus of centrist Dems, uh, leaving the actual solution up in the air. But then you add in all the extra stuff. We have to work with the right-wing people, you know. The right-wing people have some good points in January 6th, you know. Um, yeah, maybe the election was stolen by, uh, by Biden, whatever. The, the whole point of this process is to move people to the left. But if the way in which you're expelling these criticisms moves people to the right, then you're doing the opposite of the point. The point isn't to attack the Democrats. That's only the, the method through which you get to the point which is to move people left. Who on the left is doing the jinx thing in a good way? Shoot, there's no political point in attacking the squad right now. There are plenty of people on the left who are attacking Biden, but there's no point in doing it to the squad. The squad are the most left-leaning representation in government right now. The, the only reason you would do that is for virtue signaling. Like, oh, wow, I'm so left that even I don't, that even I don't like the squad. You know, like, but there's no, there's no point to doing that. In terms of attacking Joe Biden, that comes out of the left all the time. Um, but they, nobody hyperfixates on it the way the Jimmy Dore types do, because the Jimmy Dore types are right-wing. So, like, they would do so to the exclusion of criticizing other institutions. That's why Jimmy Dore gets, like, let on, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson bits or whatever. Um, no, fine. No, it's fine, Show. I'm, I'm, I'm only saying, like, there's not really much of a political point in attacking the squad in terms of moving people leftward. There's a point in attacking Joe Biden. It seems like it's working. I mean, the disapproval rating. You understand the idea of force the vote? No, I don't. But let me, let's just stay. What do you mean you don't understand the idea of force the vote? I'm I Jackson. don't understand. Do you think AOC is better than Joe Manchin? You yes, don't sir. understand the idea of force the vote? Do you think AOC is better than Joe Manchin? Let's stay with your original thing that you wanted to debate. Then we can get is to Is that the what I wanted to debate? Did I email you about that? Would love to focus the discussion around your support for the squad. I personally believe the squad and progressives in Congress are sellouts who have abandoned virtually every aspect of progressive principles over the last couple of years. So where in that did I say that AOC is worse than Joe Manchin? I'm just curious. I'm asking you. I'm trying to explore if they have sold out every aspect of progressive principles. And if you think Joe Manchin and AOC are essentially the same. Yeah, sure. It's just the, the main concern is that like, if if the goal we we have to be we have to be end ends oriented here, right? Like in terms of what outcome we want, criticizing Biden, the Dems, whatever. It's just a means to an end, which is of course to move people left um, and their parties respectively. Um, but with regards to the the criticisms, you know, the 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 concern is that so often, uh, you know. People, they want criticisms of AOC or of Biden or whatever, but they're not getting as much as they want. So they turn towards the, the right because the right will make criticisms of these groups. And that's why you have these Jimmy Dore types who are like, oh, you know, I'm not right leaning, but Tucker Carlson is more authentic, you know, or like Sagar and Jetty, you know, he's like, he's more authentic. You get what I mean, right? Like, but it's not authentic. Like, we, you don't attack people on the left for the left for like for the the sake of it. You, you move people to the left. The squad just hasn't done that much recently. I don't think, um, in, in like as a vector for praise or for attack, which is why I don't talk about them that much.
Um, but there are people who criticize Biden all the time. All right, okay, focusing. Again, I did not say that. You're, I you're didn't creating... say you said that. That's why I'm asking you. You're creating a fake argument. Of course, no, I don't think AOC is the same. Anything. I'm asking you a question. Well, no, you said that I said that, and that's what I initially no, came to debate. That's not true. When did he say that Jason said that? What? But no, of course, I don't think. About? Of course, of course, Sam. Of course, I don't think that AOC is the same as Joe Manchin. Like, you think I'm insane or something? Of course, I don't think they're the same. You have some questions. So I have some questions about you, too. AOC is a better legislator, is more progressive than Joe Manchin. Um, I think she's a terrible legislator because she's allowed roughly 18 uh, must pass or near must pass votes go through without blocking them in instances in which she could have actually blocked the agenda from going through. OK, do you think AOC is more progressive than Joe Manchin? That's not what I came here to debate. Oh my God! Of course, yes, I do. You why I support? That's not sport. what I came here to debate, but of course I do. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why I support the squad is because I think she's better than people like Joe Manchin. She, the squad. So think that my my problem with that, Arno Omar and uh, Rashida Tlaib and are better than Josh Gottheimer. So you're you're basically saying, well, AOC is better than the lowest bar we have in the Democratic Party. So that's why I support her. By that logic, do you support Nancy Pelosi because Nancy Pelosi is better than uh, Joe Manchin? I, you know what? I don't. Oh, wait. So again, always lesser evilism. Yes. If there were two choices and it was Pelosi and Joe Manchin, then Pelosi is preferable. If there were three choices and it was AOC, Pelosi and Joe Manchin, then AOC is preferable. If there were four choices, uh, Vladimir Lenin, uh, AOC. Uh, um, uh, 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 you know, um, Pelosi and then Manchin, I would still support AOC because I'm still upset with what Lenin did to the anarchists, okay? Um, it's, it's always, everything is always relative, you know? We live in the world that we live in, not, we, we live in the world that we live in, not in the world we want to live in. And in the world that we live in, we don't have the, like a cream of the crop when it comes to political representation from the left. So like in the environment we're in, like why would I waste my time criticizing the people who are the best of that group? You know what I mean? It just, it makes no sense to me logistically. Like you have several hundred democratic legislators at the federal level and, a, and some of them are very bad and most of them are bad. And some of them are like fine, bad, you know, maybe some are okay. You know, it's, it's like, why would I, why would I fixate on the worst, you know? Support Nancy Pelosi because oh, I really, but she's better than Joe Manchin. So why don't you support her? Because she's not the best that we have in the Congress. I think okay, so let, let's take a look at the best we have in the Congress. The best we have in the Congress, are, according to your logic, According to your logic, the best we have in the Congress right now is the squad, right? And the most progressive, I'm putting that in quotes, members of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. Yes, exactly. So given the fact that this group of individuals, the squad, campaigned on uh, fighting for a set agenda, and they have not fought for that agenda, and they have abandoned every single opportunity that they could have blocked must pass bills through or must pass votes like the speakership vote during uh it's always forced the vote it's been more than a year it's been more than a year and it's still forced the vote 
force the vote is there like Syria thing. It's a meaningless issue they were wrong on that they have delusionally convinced their audience into believing they were right, and therefore anyone who doesn't agree with them on it, even though it's long past being relevant, uh, is, is still wrong in retrospect. The more honest advocates for force the vote um, admitted, like, force the vote wouldn't have done anything at all. Like, even they acknowledged that. Like, hey, we won't vote for Pelosi for speakership unless we vote to see if we can do Medicare for all. And then, like, Medicare for all wouldn't pass because, be, because we, we don't have the numbers for it. And then, like, what happens? I think force the vote would have been actively harmful. The force the vote saga. They have chosen to pass the democratic agenda instead of actually forcing through their agenda and getting small or large concessions in return. Okay. So like, why didn't you support force the vote? Oh my well, God. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about force the vote, but let's just stay on the topic that you wanted. And then I'll, then I'll talk about force the vote. Um, the reason why I support the most progressive members... It's, it's going it's to be like 2063, dude. I'm going to be like an old... like I'm going to be like middle-aged or whatever, I guess. 2063. I'll be old. I'll be an old guy. And, and there will still be like this core contingent of YouTubers who will be screeching about force the vote. Like whatever the future of YouTube is, you know. Oh God, they'll never stop. They'll never stop. Members of the Democratic Party is because they're the most progressive uh, members of the Democratic Party. Now, if you want to have a conversation that you think people should be voting for a third party instead of Democrats, I'll have that conversation too. But why wouldn't, it, and unless you do want to have that conversation, why wouldn't I support the most progressive members of the Democratic Party, even if they are subpar to where I want them to be? I think that you need to hold them accountable, which is I was a supporter of AOC. I donated to her. I bought her little merchandise stuff. And even during force the vote, even during even during force the vote, even during force the vote, I would always say, I hope she proves me wrong. I hope she fights for this agenda that I care about. And she never did. And the squad never did. And they have chosen to vote for the party line every single time and not fight for their agenda. You feel scorned by them. But you still think they're the most progressive members of Congress, correct? That's not a high bar. I hold them to no, what I they say. No, no, Sam, Sam, listen, don't interrupt. I was about to answer your question and you interrupted me. I was about to answer your question and you interrupted me. Okay. I hold, I hold them to the bar that they ran on while, you know, campaigning for Congress. That bar is saying stuff like, I'm going to fight for Medicare for all. This is what happens when you have no consequentialism, by the way. Hey, we should do the political actions that lead to the greatest possibility of the most good. No, instead I will hyperfixate on the most good people already in Congress, and I will dedicate my entire political career to attacking those most left-leaning people for not doing all the things that they said they would, uh, even though no politician has ever managed to do all the things they said they would as a senator or congressperson, because it is a collaborative institution where one person does not command sole power over that institution. Um, we can't wait 100 more years. We need to fight for it right now. Saying stuff like, I don't care if I'm a one-term congressperson, AOC said this, I don't care if I'm a one-term congressperson, I'm going to fight for my agenda or essentially go down trying. That's what I hold them to. Okay. Why don't, why don't you? Um, 
I mean, I have issues with votes that they have taken at times. They are the most progressive members of the Democratic Party. And until there's more, more progressive, people who are more progressive than them, they're the best we have. I don't get attached to politicians like you seem to have felt like you're scorned by them in some way. And I just don't care. I don't think politicians have principles. I think they go in and they get the best that they can do. Sometimes I think that they make mistakes because they're not smart. What was that? They can do. Sometimes I think that they make mistakes because hey, sorry, they're not smart. Sometimes I think some of them are just completely sold out. I think there's a lot of sellouts in, in Congress. In fact, Ilhan Omar was on the program last week and she specifically said there's a lot of people who came in progressive who are corporatists now. And I don't I don't know who exactly she meant. I have some ideas. I suspect Nancy Pelosi was one of them. And so I um so my my theory for that type of person, I don't think this is cinema. I think that cinema is just maybe possessed by a demon. Um I think my theory for this is that a lot of people get into politics with like very strong aspirations for change. Keep in mind, guys, the phenomena of people being like meaningless corporate ghouls is not something people are born into. That type of stuff is created. That's cultivated. Um, I don't think like Hillary Clinton started her life as that type of person. I imagine that everyone, even people like Pelosi and Hillary Clinton, um, probably were fairly, not that their politics were super left-leaning, but at least ideologically they were fairly, you know, engaged. You kind of have to be to get into politics, but you get jaded. And I think one of the things that gets people jaded is that um, it's a very jading environment. You see people sell out constantly. You see, you, like, there are constant material incentives to just, like, go with the flow. Don't, like, rock the boat. Don't try to be an ideologue, you know. You see people's ideologies get whittled away until they're... Um, until they're, they're, they're perfectly compliant with like, you know, broader corporate or party interests. Uh, and I think that people who can resist that for a long time, like Bernie Sanders, are by far the minority, you know? I would expect that eventually most people who get into politics, even if they're very left-leaning to begin with, will eventually be whittled away in that respect, which is why electoral politics is not the vehicle for meaningful long-term change in the system that we live in. The system we live in is like a highly erosive one, and uh, all the prettiest, you know, all the all the prettiest uh, statues in the world get eroded down into into formless blobs uh, after a few years. Most of them, at least. Uh, Bernie's made out of diamond. You can still you can still erode diamond, right? What would Bernie be made out of? Bernie is is a is a great tree, okay? Uh, and and the erosion doesn't affect him because he he bends with the wind, and his strong bark. Uh, protects him from the from the 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 the, the dust. I, I don't know much about how erosion works. Okay, let's continue. And 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 so I don't get attached in the way you do. So your notion of my support for them, I didn't donate to AOC. <laughs> Chad, I didn't get as attached to them as you did. I take them. They are politicians. I look for the most progressive politicians who are in a position to either win or to implement policy. And yes, they have largely failed. Joe Biden has failed. The Senate has failed. The Senate leadership has failed. 
I think Pelosi failed. I think it was a mistake for them to vote for the bipartisan infrastructure bill. The Progressive Caucus has failed. In fact, I think that, you know, one of the things that I am hoping and, you know, to the extent that I can- The thing that sucks about this is right now, Jason Hinkle probably thinks of this as a concession from Sam Cedar, as opposed to an acknowledgement that it's possible to engage in political action without like constantly supporting every individual and like believing no one will ever fail. He probably thinks of this as like a, a W. I can pressure, I mean, you know, there's only so much pressure I can bring to bear on politicians. But one of the things I'm hoping that they do wow, 9, is that people. they actually implement some voting requirements, some litmus tests to be a progressive caucus member. I think that's a great idea. But my Sam, first of all, and I mean, you, know you who, just said you know a lot there. So up that idea, you know, who what? brought up that idea on this program? I have brought up that you've brought that up, that idea up on this program. I brought it up on my program as well. I know you've said that up on this program. You you said it during uh, your first force the vote video. Actually, you said that maybe it's time that we uh, tell members of the CPC that they should have to support uh, a vote on Medicare for all on the House floor if they want to be a part of it. I think that's a great uh... idea. I just wish you would continue holding them accountable like you did then. Anyways, but. Um, you said that I'm well, how too. How did I hold them accountable then? Sam, I just let you talk for so long. How did I hold them accountable then? You you want to you want to go into this, Jackson? What do you think is going on here? I you mean, held them accountable back then by uh, going out on your program and saying stuff like. Uh, Honestly, stuff like uh, is it influencing this. them. We could push House progressive members to leverage their votes. It is worth it right now, tweeting at some of the top progressives, people who are supported by the Justice Democrats and the squad. Uh, the more of a stink we make, the easier it is for progressives to leverage it because they can simply say, look, I have my own pressures. So I think it's a good idea to do this, to force this vote. This is what political action is to them, by the way. These are the people who are so left-leaning. This guy calls himself a Marxist-Leninist anti-imperialist. What can we do? Uh, we can tweet at them, you know? Uh, it's so obvious the radical affront is um, just a cover for the fact that they don't know how politics works and they don't know how to engage in it. Yeah. So why did you not say that or make a stink about this during the vote on the adoption of House rules or the Congressional Budget or the American Rescue Plan Act or the For the People Act or increasing the Capitol Police and Security Budget or the- is, Wait, is he reading from a script? I'm, I'm trying to follow his eyes. Some people in chat have said this. Is he, like, reading from a script? Damn, imagine coming off this stupid when you have, like, materials prepared. He always reads from a script? God damn. I guess that would explain why when you talk to him, it just feels like an NPC dialogue tree. 12% increase in the State they Department. No, I'm not done. 12% increase in the State Department and USAID funding that they all voted for, um, the Legislative Appropriations Act, Combating International Islamophobia Act, all of these things, all of these things, the Infrastructure Act, uh, increasing government funding, all of these things, all of, Sam, I'm done, but let me just finish. I let you talk for so long and I don't interrupt you. I just expect a little <laughs> bit of respect in return. All of these things were passed by a margin of roughly uh, six to 10 votes in the House, these are all things that the progressives could have banded together or in some cases banded together I to stop and get concessions in return. Oh, Sam, please, please stop interrupting me.
no, no, no. Stop interrupting Sam, me. you're Jackson, being very rude. You listed off a bunch of votes that you th you pre you presume I'm against. No I have a problem with the State Department getting more funding. No, no, you, you don't. You don't have a problem with that. With the State Department getting funding? No. A 12 percent increase. I, I mean, a 12 percent increase, 11 percent increase, 13 percent increase. You, don't you don't have a, a problem with the State Department who is, you know, leading coups across this world, who is. Oh, my God. He thinks the money that goes to the State Department, like gives the State Department more coup money that they use to do coups. Oh, my God. If it, he just he, he knows the State Department is bad because he accuses everyone he dislikes of like being on its payroll. So he's like, oh, yes. the. The coup money. Ah, uh, you- the coup allow- <laughs> The annual coup budget! <laughs> oh my fucking god, dude. Ah! This is- this is like watching somebody who just read the intro paragraph to a Wikipedia article debating a fucking, like, PhD in astrophysics on, um on like black holes or something. He's like so, oh my God. Okay, so in case, uh, speaking of Wikipedia, just in case anybody's wondering why this is really, really dumb. So the State Department is the Department of State that manages our foreign affairs. Uh, giving them money, to, this is not where the coup budget comes from. This is, it's a, Uh, God. I actually think, um, the State Department, because it, it's responsible for setting a lot of, like, foreign policy-related stuff, um, definitely enables a lot of bad, but the actual money they spend mostly goes towards, like, diplomacy stuff, right? Like, the, um, like, I don't think the State Department runs through that much money. It's mostly, like, running embassies, like, diplomats, that kind of stuff, passports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I think it's pretty standard, like, managerial stuff. Uh, not doing well on their FOIA requests. Earned an F by scoring only 37 out of a possible 100 points. Unchanged. The State Department score was dismal due to its extremely low processing score of 23%, which was completely out of line with any other agency's performance. Not surprising to me that the arbiter of our foreign policy might be a little bit resistant to transparency. I don't think that's a problem that has anything to do with their budget, though, you know? Like, to put it another way, if the State Department got, like, $500 every year, um, I feel like it would just be one guy in an office, and he would write, like, invade Venezuela on a post-it note with a Sharpie, and, like send it to the president or something and that and that would be what, where the money went to you know i don't i think the bad things come from the whole united states foreign policy thing and not from the state department having a lot of money thing you know watching hybrid warfare through uh the national endowment for democracy in countries all across this world like venezuela like you just mentioned that you said you had a problem with warmongering and sanctions on venezuela you don't have a problem with the 12 percent increase to the state department when they could be con getting concessions for progressive policies in return what con concession any concession well, i really want to hear what jason thinks the state department spends its money on that do you know how do you know how closely that state department vote passed do you even know the vote no. It was 217 to 212. AOC, Tlaib, and Bush voted no. 
Uh, Presley, Omar, Boma, Bowman, Jayapal, Kana, Lee, and Porter voted yes. So had three more progressives who voted yes, voted no, they would have been able to de defeat the measure temporarily or, you know, forever, because I don't support an increase in the State Department, unlike you. Okay. And they could have blocked it temporarily and gotten concessions in return. Increased uh, on the State Department uh, budget. So why don't you think it was a good idea to at least temporarily temporarily delay the passage of that to get concessions. What I had more of an issue with was the No, no, wait, I want to hear you answer that. Authorization. Like I don't care. Jackson, I don't care. I do not share your concern about the 12% increase in the Penta in the State Department budget. I'm far no, more I'm not I'm not asking you to care about that. I'm asking you to care about the fact that they could have delayed that. They chose not to. And by choosing not to, they abandon an opportunity to get a. Okay, so this isn't this isn't how that works. Okay, could have so there. He's saying like they could have delayed it, like by voting against it, they could have like cycled it through even more. I'm pretty sure oftentimes when things make it through vote, it's because you vote yes after the concessions you've asked for have been made. You vote as individuals or as a block to try to get concessions made or to negotiate up or down certain terms, and after that's done, you you vote in. It's possible that what got passed was the um was the uh was the like amended version that they would have agreed with like his way of approaching this just it completely ignores the way our political system actually works because it's not about political outcomes at all he would not care he wouldn't even be talking about this um if uh if it was like only a republican had voted for a thing and like some moderate dems and like the 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 justice dems like uh, all voted no in it or whatever he doesn't care about the policy itself he only cares about it in relation to the justice dems it's not about outcomes it's about moral condemnation a very performative process um yeah i don't know um i don't know what like uh, uh, addendums or add-ons or uh, uh, would have been made for that bill exactly i don't know because i'm an actual uh leftist and i don't pay attention to every single fucking bill that gets passed well, neither does he, of course. He only pays attention to the ones he can use to attack, like the, the justice dems. Progressive concession in return. Why, did, why didn't you... Concession are you talking about? Any progressive concession. You've listed things like any... better committee assignments. Wait, wait, wait. Committee so assignments? you think they're going to get a better uh, committee assignment if they hold up the vote on a State Department budget? That's what you've said in the past regarding the speakership what? vote. I think there's other progressive concessions they could have gotten in return. I think, uh, you know, they could have gotten votes on given policies. I think they could have gotten uh, Biden's agenda potentially. Wait, why can't? Hey, dude, they could have held up the vote. Why didn't they simply hold up the vote until the Democrats agreed to establish a Marxist Leninist state? I thought they were supposed to be leftists. Why didn't they just do dude, Why didn't they just stand there and go, I will not vote for this until we establish communism. And then we would have communism. But they chose not to do that. Thus, we don't have communism. Hmm. Hey, what? What about Sam? Sam, listen, what about a $15 minimum wage for all Americans? That's not even a progressive agenda item. That's something by as an addendum to the State Department budget increase. Oh, yeah. Just just settle that one in. Oh, yeah, dude. Just. Oh yeah, here, 12% on the State Department, and also, federal minimum wage increase, you know, just, yeah, oh yeah, I'll vote yes in it. We have a lot of leverage with our, like, three votes. It passed the House, you know? <laughs> but, established communism. Biden ran on. Minimum wage. Yes. Not get through the Senate, Jackson. But don't you think it would be important to at the least get oh a vote God. on that in the House? N
on the 12% State Department budget increase. <laughs> by the way, by the way, very, very clear again, he doesn't care about political outcomes, and he sure as shit doesn't care about working people getting a good fair wage, okay? Because he's talking about the $15 an hour minimum wage as a literal virtue signal. Oh, it can't pass the Senate? Oh, there's no chance of it passing? Whatever. Like, yeah, let, like, show it off. Like, yeah, do you like it or do you not, you know? It has nothing to do with actually getting it out there. It has nothing to do with actually improving people's lives. It's all just a, like, a, like a pH strip that he can use to determine whether or not a political candidate is worth his support. To my knowledge, the only political candidate that he would meaningfully support right now, I think, would be Tulsi Gabbard if she hadn't left, in spite of the fact that Tulsi Gabbard was to the right of the justice stems on a ton of issues. And it's because Tulsi Gabbard, like him, is a fake left-leaning person uh, who, 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 you know, uh, masks their, their conservative agenda. I mean, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I, th I think everybody has said they're for it. It's not going anywhere. So why don't you support the squad delaying these bills? All oh the ones God. I just listed that passed by a small margin of votes, smaller than the these squad are, themselves. Things are not terribly relevant in the final analysis. I mean, the, what, what are the problems with, let's say, force the vote? And you wanted to talk about that. And you've quoted me from a video in which I initially talked about force the vote. Do we have that video? Play that video. Play a clip of that video, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like what what exactly what happened with force. You need to look at the video to remember what you said. It was a year ago, Jackson. Yeah. I guess your opinions have shifted a lot since then. Hinkle can't even remember the conversation he's currently having. Like he he'll like forget like the thing thirty seconds ago. Well, I've also done three hundred shows since then. All right, here's the uh, here's uh, here's the video. Only the, my only caveat about this is that a I don't know how well it's going to do in a vote. I think it's going to get the majority of Democrats, I would imagine, um, if it was to take the vote taken. But it's also like, is that the best ask? Mm -hmm. Is it better ask? Uh, we want more progressives on this committee or we want more progressives on that committee um but at the time for the time being and I, I need to read more into it but i think the idea is that it is worth right now i think this is one of those few places like where twitter actually means something all right so now jackson let me tell you what happened after that can you hear me? My uh, my camera froze for some reason. You can hear me though. This is better. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Um. So let me tell you what 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 happened at that point. Um. I was talking to some people and, and nobody in any in, in, in a congressional thing, but but activists on this and people who were involved in uh, Medicare for all were like, it, it's going to be bad. We're going to lose three hundred plus. Yeah, so let me, so who here, chat, who here doesn't know what force the vote is? Okay, so let me just explain, because we're going to be hearing about it for the rest of our fucking lives. Okay, this is basically what they're complaining about, okay? So basically, <clears throat> it was about a speakership vote. Pelosi is the speaker at the House. That's how it works. She's the one the Democrats vote in. Since they're the majority party in the House, uh, Pelosi is the speaker. That's a voted position. She gets voted in. Now, uh, the vote was coming up, 
And it was known that if the entirety of the Justice Democrats withheld their votes, they would not have the majority necessary to appoint Pelosi. Instead, it would be Pelosi first, uh, and then the Republican speaker role second, but neither of them would have sufficient votes to actually be the Speaker of the House. Essentially, the Justice Dems had the ability to hold up the process. And what forced the vote, so they're forcing this issue now, what forced the vote positive was that they should hold that up and then force people to vote on a Medicare for All bill in the House. So we'll vote for Pelosi as Speaker, but we need to get the Medicare for All vote. We need a bill on it so we can vote on it. And if you do that, then we'll vote for Pelosi. So the goal essentially was... Oh, that's right. What was the goal? Because there was no chance of it passing. There was no chance of this changing anything. The more honest advocates for force the vote recognized that it was a kind of grandstanding, you know, force the American people to confront the fact that all these centrist Democrat Congress people don't support Medicare for all, which is weird because it's already known that the average Democratic legislator doesn't support Medicare for all. Biden won. Like, we already know that. Their positions on these are on record. If you go by everyone's on-record position, we very clearly don't have the votes to pass the House, certainly not the Senate. It was a virtue signal. Now, people who were more honest back then, who advocated for force the vote, recognized that it was just that, a virtue signal. They wanted it as a way of forcing attention. Now, I think that would have been bad because the attention it would have forced would have been that Medicare for all was unpopular. That would have been the outcome. Because the headlines would have been Pelosi speakership role delayed, uh, uh, you know, justice stems force Medicare for all vote crushed in house. I think that would have made us look pretty bad. But now in retrospect, uh, because these are not honest actors and force the vote was always just a way of Jimmy Dore types grifting attention, uh, which is, oh, there was so much funny stuff from back then, like Jimmy Dore having a force the vote conference that extended beyond the last possible day force the vote could have happened, making clear it wasn't about advocacy and was just about attention, or about him doing a town hall like Skype call where he left an open space for AOC just in case AOC wanted to like drop by and join his YouTuber hangout sesh. And then when she didn't show up, surprise, he screamed and said that she had forgotten about the average American. He's like screaming, like red-faced. Like people in, in the call were uncomfortable, but, you know, really funny stuff. Uh, anyway, because these are dishonest actors, now in retrospect, they pretend that force the vote would have been a way of actually getting Medicare for all. It wouldn't have been. It mathematically could not have been. I think it would have been harmful to progressives in Congress, in fact, because it would have been seen as them stalling and holding things up during the transition period between Biden and Trump, you know, uh, uh, nationwide uh, for a meaningless, like, optical, like, virtue signal flex. Uh, I'm glad that it didn't go through, you know? But they will now pretend this was, like, the chance the squad had to give us Medicare for all, and they failed. It's just not true. It's a lie. It's just a lie. Jackson has literally admitted the force of the vote was a failure. Hold on. 
instigating this force the vote a year later. It was a fail. It's a failure, Andrea. It's a failure. Force the vote. Sure, it was a failure. It was a failed it's strategy. It's not a year later, Sam. There Again, I listed 18 different times throughout just 2021 in which they could have, as you put it, uh, leveraged their power on given votes by blocking the passage of them. Uh, that's force the votership. Sure, Andrea, it's a failure. Force the vote. Sure, it was a failure. Uh, this is very out of context. It's hard to tell what that actually means. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's wrong either way, you know. Um, uh, to 100. It's going to be bad for Medicare for all. And, and I was like, well, I, at this point, it's quite clear that the, the, the campaign for force the oh. vote had already basically taken off. And at that point, did we just lose him? No, I'm still here. My camera just went out. Oh, I don't oh. know what happened. Is that on your end? Because I could actually see me in your camera. Yeah, no, it must be his. It's on my end. Anyways, all right. So, and at that point, I realized, like, okay, well, I'm not going to stay in the way of this thing because let a thousand flowers bloom was my feeling. It was a dumb ask uh, to have a vote. I'm now watching myself four times four. It was a dumb ask, in my opinion, to have a vote for something that was going to lose. Um, and I think that we definitely saw the um, the failure, even if it had won, I think it would, it, you know, and it wouldn't have gone anywhere in the, in the Senate. But, but for it to lose so badly would have been a dumb thing to do. And then all of a sudden it became this sort of litmus test. If, if the squad is not using this to do a dumb performative act, then they're sellouts. And that was the only time that I actually even started to speak out against the force of the vote. I'm not even sure if I did, you know, maybe, I think maybe we talked about it once um, at that point. Uh, and the next time I- Isn't it crazy how much better this is, just watching Sam Cedar talk to a black screen? This is, this is like an incredible improvement to the formula. Oh my God. I feel like all of uh, Jackson Hinkle's uh, content could be improved similarly talked about it was on a uh, show i was invited on which at the time i was invited on was called what was it like bury the or, or putting force the vote to bed i think it was by the time i ended that show it was it had been a debate but that was weeks after it had failed so the reason why i didn't hold them to getting committee positions with that vote at that point was because the whole thing had taken off as medicare for all and it become you know someone's sort of pet project to make it about some type of litmus test for the squad to push for Medicare for all, which I thought was a really bad idea. All right. All right. Well, you know, what's you know, what's interesting about that putting force the vote to bed debate you. I don't know if you still believe this, but one of the reasons you put forward for not supporting force the vote was you said, uh, let's say Nancy Pelosi says, fine, don't vote for me. Um, the Dems lose the speakership because you're not going to get that 218 people to coalesce around another person. You're going to end up getting McCarthy. Do you still believe the lie that uh, Kevin McCarthy would have become Speaker of the House if we tried to force the vote? I have no idea what would have happened, to be totally honest with you, because there was no other candidate to run for Speaker of the House. But you do understand it would have taken Democrats voting for Kevin McCarthy or a large number of people abstaining from voting altogether rather than voting for someone else to end up with Kevin McCarthy as speaker? Well, I don't know. Let's say they, they held out. What happens on day two or three? You keep taking people, more rounds of voting. Do people abstain? No, you keep taking more rounds of voting. How do you know? How do you know Josh Gottheimer doesn't abstain? How do you know? There's, there's historical precedent for how this. Do you, 
Well, you know, there's historical president. From uh, even the slightest chance of getting a Republican speakership like appointment, just even even on a fluke over something that is nothing, seems unnecessary. You know. What Henry Cuellar? For a House speakership vote that went twelve rounds. Yeah, well, how do you know that Josh Gottheimer is not going to abstain? How do you know that Henry Cuellar is not going to abstain? Because that would mean a Democrat is voting for a Republican. That's not going to happen. Have you seen Henry Cuellar's voting uh, uh, voting record? I have, and I've seen AOC's, which falls pretty much all in line with Nancy Pelosi's, too. <laughs> right, well, Henry Cuellar's doesn't. But that was the most meaningless aside. It was like, well, have you seen his voting record? Yeah, have you seen AOC's? Very Pelosi-esque. The, the fact of the matter is... If you... By the way, if, if he was a real leftist, you might be able to realize this. Hey, is it possible that the fact that progressive Democrats and centrist Democrats have very similar voting records might be an indication that Congress as an institution might not be a good vector for progressive change? That given the fact that it's all run by committee and that there are a thousand concessions everyone has to make and that you're only ever able to make a small contribution to a broader whole might be possible that this this shouldn't be considered the be all end all possibly maybe possibly maybe they were not going to vote for a republican the democratic establishment sure would not have allowed that? that to happen and the fact that you're Wait, thinking that there's that some happen? sort of what? the fact that you're thinking that there's some sort of practicality in this argument that Henry Cuellar or Godheimer would have voted for uh, Kevin McCarthy as speaker is actually insane. Like, that's actually insane. Okay. Okay. So, if you understand, though, the principle behind force the vote, and maybe you have problems with the Medicare... The ask. The I had a vote. problem with the ask. Jesus Christ, Sam. Let me finish before I you interrupt me. Leverage. I know my camera is not on. It broke, but like, let me at least finish what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. If you understand, if you understand that force the vote is a strategy that could be carried out, and you've said this in the past, you just think maybe Medicare for all wasn't the best ask, or the speakership vote was too risky because you don't understand how a speakership vote works, then why didn't you support forcing the vote on any of the other policies I listed or criticize the squad for not uh it, oh, is we can't move from this. Why didn't you criticize the squad more? You know, can, can, uh, it's like it's such a there's nothing. There's no actual affirmative position that he's willing to take or defend. There's no actual argument made either way. Um, it's funny that people who posture themselves as like edgy, like irreverent, you know, do or die, devil wouldn't care type, you know, folks uh, are. This is essentially like woke scolding. This performative virtue signaling, the gatekeeping, the inability to make affirmative positions, but only to critique people's moral worth based on perceived allegiances, you know, um, the, the vague denunciations. This just feels like, uh, you know, uh, 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 woke school stuff. Is this bla bad platforming? No, nah, I don't think so. I haven't seen Hinkle's career take off that much. The issue is like the Jimmy Dore sphere is incredibly insular. So anytime any one of them does anything, the rest of them will all flood in to, like, add support. But in terms of Hinkle himself, I think he's really limited by the fact that he's stupid and unlikable. Um, I think that's really going to hold him back career-wise. Most, most of him and Infrared's, like, attention these days seems to be, like, people laughing at him, like, low-cow-tier shit. Which is, I mean, fine by me, I guess. Like, you know, whatever. Get the audience you deserve.
forcing vote on those policies. Okay, let's not use the word force the vote because what do you want? What do you want to call it? Why didn't they use their leverage? I know that word's that phrase is triggering to you. So why didn't they use their leverage? Why didn't they use their leverage? Now, how do you know that they didn't? Because they voted for these bills without getting concessions in return. How do you know? Because there are no substantive large material changes that we have seen. Um, substantive large material changes we have seen. Wow. That, uh, that, that, that really opens up the floor to extremely specific. Oh, how, well, how do you know that they didn't extract concessions and this one bill passed on, you know, uh, November 27th, 2021? Well, we haven't seen the implementation of communism yet. <laughs> Me writing college essays. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing that the, what's in there's the, nothing, uh, there's nothing that the squad is. No, no, wait a second. You just made a statement. You just asked me a question. Jackson. Let me finish. You no, just asked I me a question. You, you let me finish. It. You said there's no, they you got just asked me a question. Do you want me to finish answering or not? You know what's in the bill back better bill? Do you know what's in the bill back better bill? The one that didn't pass? Yeah, no, no. The one that did pass. It passed in the house. Was it signed into law? I must have missed that. But Jackson, we're talking about House members, yes? Well, what is the point of- Are we talking uh, about House members? Or are we Sam, talking about people Sam, in the Senate? What is the point- Are we talking about Joe Manchin or are we Sam, talking about AOC? Sam, you said that Joe Manchin is worse than AOC, that AOC is more progressive. They're different people. They're two different houses. You understand how that works. You want to, you want to hear the incredible thing, Sam? You want to hear the, I understand that there are Jackson, two separate chambers in Congress, Sam. You want to hear the incredible hold thing? Hold on for one second, you Jackson. You to talk over. Jackson, you haven't hold on ever let me answer the initial question you asked. I'll let, answer so in let me say this. Well, let me play the interesting this. thing here. Hold on one second, Jackson. Give me one second. Will you play the end of this, uh, the, the Ilhan Omar thing? Because I thought this was sort of interesting, because I think it's possible that Jackson doesn't quite understand certain dynamics. Bradley, do you have that? Play this last clip, because I tuned into this, or I, I got to be fair, somebody sent this to me. And I was curious, because Jackson had hmm, done curious. a video on our interview with Ilhan Omar and said it was shocking. And I was like, was it? Did we do something that was shocking in the interview? But play the end of this, and this is what I think it was. Fights a little bit of ways away, so we can uh, okay. we can hopefully catch. Uh, the, 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 the leadership fight's not gonna happen, dude. What are you saying? You you honestly believe? Elon Omar is like this motherfucker thinks that we're gonna hold the house. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You ask me those leadership position questions when the time comes around. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you later. Okay. This is why he keeps a script, by the way. This is the uh, this is the depth of political engagement you get when he's when he's ad libbing. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. Okay. You thought so it was Jackson, incredible. You understand there is going to be a leadership fight regardless of whether the Democrats hold the House. That there is a leadership fight. If they are in the majority, then it's for the speakership. And if they're in the minority, then it's just for the leadership. In other words, Kevin McCarthy is the leader of the Republicans in the minority. You understand how this works, right? So first of all, I do want to address the fact that you just completely changed the subject when you were getting press. But yes, <laughs> no, the I didn't change the subject. You don't think like you expect six members of the school. Listen up, Sam Cedar. I can tolerate a lot of things. All right. But uh, pivoting, 
Not not me, Jason Hinkle. If there's one thing the name Jason Hinkle stands for, okay? It's uh not pivot. <laughs> Throwing stones in a glass house. This isn't a those aren't stones and this isn't a fucking glass house, dude, okay? These are like chunks of iron ore in a house of like the transparent breakaway sugar glass uh that that like uh uh, uh stunt artists use in Hollywood movies, you know? You can break through real easy without hurting yourself. And that was part one of a two-part podcast. If you're interested in finishing it, then uh, you should wait for the next episode.